make Jesus the Lord of your life. The Lord, first definition of the word Lord is master. See, the problem here, when you grow up in a democracy, we don't get it. We think we have a vote. Hey, God, I'm, I'm a man. I'm a spirit being. I should have a vote. God says, I'm a king. You have no vote. You have a choice. That's example, my God. I feel the anointing today. The kingdom of God is not a democracy. It's a kingdom. And the father sets up his kingdom with a government. And yes, many of us in this room, many of us in this room have had bad experiences with people in leadership. But you cannot wallow in that. Hallelujah. I tell you what, you need to let go of the offenses. Because offenses become bitterness. And bitterness spoils the fruit. My Lord Jesus. Pastor Tim, you may have to preach next week. But I would say to you and listen, well, you will have to pay a price. The price is your time. The price, this price, you cannot compromise. You cannot murmur. Oh, boy, the pastors are putting this yoke on me. I have to go to prayer. No, you need to get saved. Nobody coerced Jesus. Well, he was the son of God. He experienced every temptation you and I do and greater. It wasn't expedient for Jesus to go and pray. Oh, well, he didn't have a job. Yeah, he did. Apostle, prophet, evangelist, pastor, teacher. And he had to squeeze that in in three and a half years. A lifetime of ministry in three and a half years. You think I was easy. You cannot murmur. And I'm going to tell you what, there's people in here, you need to ask God to forgive you for your hardness of heart and your attitude towards the leadership. We're not here to boss you around, but we're here to give you leadership. Leadership. Suzette Hatting, uh, an intercessor for Reinhard Bunke in times past, she said, submission is not lording. It's not control. It's protection. If it's the right heart and right motive. Listen, there's wrong hearts out there. There are people who have right motives and wrong methods, and that's forgivable. But there are other people that have wrong motives and right methods, and that's damnable. You cannot murmur. You cannot fight. You cannot argue because they are the doors that the enemy will go in and make havoc among you. Let me tell you a problem that I should have and we should have in leaders here. The problem is you always show up. The problem is you're on time. The problem is you're ready to pray for we are. It's a good problem. The problem is when those doors are there, there's cars outside in that parking lot saying, open the doors. We can't wait to pray. Glory to God. Turn us loose, Pastor. I'm telling you something. Hallelujah. Lord, light the fire again. Don't let our love grow cold. I'm calling out. Light the fire again. That ain't passion. My son. He did. So keep the door. This is God speaking still to this house. So keep the doors closed and pay a price and lay your lives down. There's terrorist cells right now all throughout this nation. What's holding them at bay? 
prayer. You better take it to the bank and don't think for a moment that there's not enemies all over scattered throughout this nation. When you have Muslims in government, what the heck is going on? It used to be a constitutional thing that you had to be a Christian in order to stand in the presidential office. Oh, you bigot. I don't care if it's male or female. I don't care what color. I don't care what gender. Just put a Holy Ghost person in office. We had a song back in the day, one-eyed, one-horned, flying purple people eater. My God. I wouldn't care if it was that, if it was a Christian saved, tongue-talking, and taking leadership. Tarry, tarry before me in prayer and supplication and with groanings, and I will change this land. What if, saints, let me just say this. I owe you an apology because I didn't keep this before you or even my own eyes. What if, let me just, and it's not for guilt's sake. What if the Bible says that God said in his word, my eyes ran to and fro throughout the whole earth looking for one that would stand the gap and I found none. I want to ask you a question. Is it possible that God could use you and you alone to stop and avert some kind of event? Absolutely. It's absolutely possible that one person interceding can change the decision of God. Moses by himself interceded for the people of God. God said, I'm done with these people. Round two. I'm going to wipe them out and start with you, Mo. Moses intercedes. He's sincere. God, no, don't do that, Father. Don't do that, Lord. My God, what will people say that you deliver them from Egypt? You bring them out into the wilderness to snuff them. For your name's sake, Lord, don't do it. Say, for your name's sake. For your name's sake, Jesus, I will hear the cry of the Spirit. For your name's sake, Jesus, I will rally to prayer. I will shake off the grave clothes and the excuses. And I'm going to suit up and show up. Bless God. Because there's a nation that's hanging in the balance. You're worried about your next paycheck. You pray and God will take care of that paycheck. God said, take care of my business and I'll take care of yours. How did he say that? He also said it in Matthew 5. He said, seek first the kingdom. Seek first the kingdom of God, not your kingdom, not my kingdom. Seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, not our righteousness. Our righteousness at best is of filthy rags. You do good works without the anointing. It's unrighteous. It's profitable. It blesses somebody. But oh God, when I, he has my heart and he has my soul. And he has my body. My God. Time. I don't have time. You're right. You don't have any time. It's not yours. Your next breath is in God's sovereignty. Our next breath. Our next breath. Is in the plan of God. How deceptive the devil is. To let us think that we have time. We lost our right to time. I said we lost our right to time. The devil gave us all the time we wanted. Why? Because if it's our time, broad is the way to destruction. Oh, baby, I, I deserve a break today. All the jingles that the fast food restaurants came out. Christians, they unspeakingly or unknowingly embrace them. They go deep down into the soul. You deserve a break today. You don't need to go and pray. Ray. Have it your way. Have it your way. 
The scripture says, Ray, let me point it this way. <laughs> you have been bought with a holy price. Ray, you are no longer your own. You're mine. You were either a slave to sin with Satan as your leader, or now you are a bond slave to righteousness with Christ as your head. The body of Christ, you know, <laughs> listen, what we have seen in the past 40 years is the Lord trying to restore back what, what the enemy had stolen. And I want to say this, in godly government and godly order, men, because of business and success, and the pro I'm going to say something, the God wants us to prosper and be in health as our souls prosper. But there's a balance to the prosperity message. But men heard it, and it appeals greatly to the flesh. So we build a tabernacle of it, and we pursue it only and not him. That's where people get off. We're never called to seek prosperity. We're supposed to seek the prosperity provider. And honestly, not give a rip what, what, what will manifest. Because he's our daddy. Lord, let, let me just share it with you. The one who has all the resources of creation in heaven and on earth. He's simply saying, align your heart and your soul with me. Seek my ways. Seek my kingdom. And all the things you need will be added to you because you're my family. You're my ambassadors. I have work that I need every one of you to do. I have an employment place for you to fill because you are my light in that employment place. I have certain, even, listen, I have certain stores I'd love for you to go in at a certain time. And if you'll go, if you'll hear and follow my leading, there's a soul waiting to get ministered to that I've ordained for your path to cross. Well, Lord, it's not my life anyway. I don't really shop at ShopRite, but I'll go there. Lord, I don't really shop at the Acme, but what? What is that? Acme, Acme. Isn't that a place where the roadrunner is and that guy goes to Acme and buys stuff to try to catch the road? No, no. Go to the Acme if he says go to the Acme. What if he said go to the food mart? How about Sam's? Lord, are you, sure? you said Acme, but I think you meant Sam's. No, he said Acme. Tarry, tarry before me in prayer and supplication with groanings, and I will change this land. I'll turn things around. What the church prays, you will have. What the church doesn't pray, you will have. The choice is yours. Now, I want to say this. Look up and see the reign of my glory. Keep your eyes fixed on what I want to do. Because I've already done it in me. See the rain of my glory falling. See the captives being set free. See the lame walking, the blind eyes opening. The deaf ears hearing, the crippled being restored. And the fathers being restored to their children. And the other side of Malachi 4 says, and the children being restored to the father, hearts of the children to their fathers. See a generation of youth and teenagers that have a purpose to serve me. See my glory rain on them. Look up and see my glory rain on them. Look up. Say, look up. Everybody, look up. I'll show you. I'll show you even now. And it's capitalized. See it. See it. Question mark. Or no, see it. I'm sorry, exclamation. See it. See it. For I have given you eyes to see in the spirit and ears to hear. 
Hallelujah. For even your faces are covered with eyes. These are eyes that I've given in the spirit to see and to know and to hear and to understand what is around you. The living creatures around the throne had eyes all around them. My God, we have spiritual senses. Amen. I desire to fine tune every one of you to walk in this. Listen, a lot of people use the Bible to try to control people. But that Jesus said the truth will set you free. Second Chronicles 2020, 2020 vision. It says, believe in the Lord, your God, and you'll be established. Believe in his prophets and you'll prosper. I desire to fine tune every one of you to walk in this. This may as well have been prophesied today. I said this may as well have been prophesied today because it's just as living and powerful right this moment as we're hearing this prophecy preached. This is still living and active. Wait a minute, honey. As, as serious as this word came out to us um, before 911, this is still so alive and is as serious as it is for what is in the future, in the near future. Amen. And we can avert, you know. Plus, we can't, we will never see the, the um, even though I, I shouldn't say that, I correct that. Thank you, Lord. Yes. Thank you, Lord. He just corrected me. We will see a great awakening, a great outpouring, because it is promised. But how will it come? See, a praying church will bring it in. A church that is um, yielded and, and, and not divided. A church that is walking in harmony and unity together. A church that will say, okay, Lord, I, I hear the mandate. I'm obedient. I'm going. I, I, I hear it. I see it in your word, too. And um, there are things that are coming in in the next few years that could be very, very serious and dangerous in America. Um, I'm not talking about um, uh, suicide bombers and stuff. I'm talking about things that are being planned in the government. And we, these things have to be absolutely taken care of in prayer. But there's a lot of things too much to, for it to be said right now. I don't know if everybody in this room realizes. But as far as I know, there's a night a month, one night a month, that witches and Satanists globally agree to pray against Donald Trump and against the United States of America. And you may think, well, that's really no big deal. In the spirit world, it is. In times past, in times past, listen, uh, it was speculated, and somehow they did a poll, that Satanists were more consistent in intercessory prayer than the Christian community. Because they want their Lord to accomplish his goals. Small L, the God of this age, the prince of the power of the air. Amen. Satan. Lucifer. There's a spiritual war going on. And guess what? God has chosen to use his church to be that praying and faithful community. To believe they receive the things they ask when they pray. 
Now, I want to say this. I'm sorry, where were we? You see it, see it. For I have given you eyes to see in the spirit, ears to hear. For even your faces are covered with eyes. These eyes, these are eyes that I've given in the spirit to see and to know and to hear and to understand what is around you. I desire to fine-tune every one of you to walk in this. For my army walks in unity, not division. Let me say this. If you can be here, now not everybody, you know, your work schedule or things like that, there could be work schedules or different things that restrict you from attending on the designated night. I understand that. But don't let that stop you from being a prayer. Yeah. <laughs> I know this, that if we work and maybe we work at a distance or something and come home, God will empower you to get to prayer. You know, I mean, we have, we've seen that we would not, you don't put a yoke on people that you couldn't walk out yourself, you know, and we have walked out so many years of, of just getting home and watching you work and still pastoring and getting home and um, going to to the prayer meetings. And we had prayer night after night after night for months. And um, so those things you have to that those things you have to put aside and trust God. You know, um, Jesus said in the garden, "My your wasn't it in the garden? Um, your flesh is weak." No, 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 that was, sorry, no. Could you not tarry with me for one hour? And, um, but our flesh is always weak. Your your spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak. And this is a mandate. This is something that God had brought to our attention to bring to the church's attention for us to start, um, rising up the, the Lazarus when he was bound up and, um, Jesus said, go and loose him. He was talking to people to loose him. He's talking to the church, and the church in prayer can loose people, loose the government, and loose the things that have kept things bound. But then it releases and looses the very presence and the promises and the word of the Lord in the land. But when Lazarus first, when he was standing, it wasn't like, you know, like you were talking about... um, Wilbrand, is that, um, I forget his name, the Voice of the Martyrs. And uh, we have a friend that met him, but he was contained in a box. It was a cubicle that was three feet by three feet by three feet. He was six foot four in stature, and he was a Christian persecuted for it and put in that kind of a cell. He was given no bathroom facilities and very limited water, just enough to keep him alive. He literally did communion through feces and urine. Because he loved his God and he had no other thing, but he believed in communion, beloved. And it was the only source that he had to go through the act in faith. When he was released from prison... He couldn't, or out of that cell, when he was set free, he couldn't because of his stature and because of being confined and bound that way, he couldn't stand up straight. It took him a while to begin. You To read his book, his testimony, and what he went through, he even thought he lost his salvation and everything. He didn't understand why this was happening. The enemy came to torment him just like Jesus in the garden and all different things. I'm going to tell you something. This word that's coming out is so prolific. It's so, it's so ordained of God because the enemy will tell you over and over again and keep you bound and you walk in crooked in your life if you cannot come out to prayer and all the excuses. 
And I say that by the spirit of God. I say that from, I say that not out of a heart of trying to control, but you see the mandate you see for such an hour as this, that we've been born and we've been born into to carry out. We have been equipped with the authority of God. If we understand our authority, then there's power that's released in it. People are trying to look for the power and they don't understand the authority. And the authority of God is something that needs to be understood in the church again so that the power of God can be released in us and through us. So we can't walk crooked and walk limping. God wants to straighten us up and straighten us out so we can walk upright before him. Hallelujah. 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 So he desires to fine tune every one of us to walk in this way. For my army walks in unity. So I've given you everything that you need. And that's why I have eyes around you. So that you all can see. And all will know the voice of the leader. For I am the captain of this great host. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Who's the captain of the host? Everybody. Jesus. He's the one we came to honor. We come we, to revere. I am the king of kings who reigns and all things are under my feet. So I would say move in authority and the power will come. Hallelujah. Say that if I move in God's authority, his power will come. A lot of people want power, but they don't understand the authority. Take your place and take your position and go forth in strength and go forth in my anointing and go forth as one man. Hallelujah. Then after this, the utterance. Pastor Carol and I prayed these things. Thank you, Lord. We will obey, Lord. We will pay the price. Break our hearts open, Lord. Lord, we will pay a price for the next few months to pray. Oh, God, send revival to America. And through my vessel, it was forgive us, Lord, for our lack of prayer. Father, give us the grace to obey. A lot of people want grace as a get out of hell card or get the sin forgiving card. Grace is God's empowerment to live the life. Grace is God's empowerment for you and I to walk in the way Jesus walked. Father, give us the grace to obey. We choose to obey. You know, it's just a matter of a choice of, a, of choosing to obey. And I pray this and speak this over this congregation and this assembly today. Position yourselves in righteousness to serve him and to obey him. I believe we've got a mandate from the Lord as far as prayer goes. Do you agree? <clears throat> Pastor Tim has prayed and and had the a message uh, the, the message for this house. But man, the anointing of God is on this. Let me tell you something. Or just to remind you, I want to tell you something that I want to be. The Bible says that those who teach incur a stricter judgment. We know three different people. Well, we know two of them that have had experiences and were taken to hell. And most recently, there's one. Another woman that had that experience at IHOP in a praise and worship service, she was taking her. And the testimony of the Bible says out of the mouth are two or three witnesses, every word's established. And there are Christians, proposed Christians that are in hell. And the most recent one said that the great first reason that she found out that the reason Christians were in hell is for unforgiveness. For unforgiveness. You think, well, well, how can that happen? I thought you're once saved, always saved. (sighs) 
Well, the blood of Jesus has great efficacy. efficacy. That was my thing that I really warred with and spun over and over like, Lord, your blood. It's your blood, Jesus, that washes. That's, and your, your blood that saves and the, the anointing that saves the spirit of God. How can you lose your salvation? Anybody in here want to? Anybody in here want to lose your salvation? All right. And we've got to let go of our life and take on the life of Christ. God wants to write and revive. You know, Carol said something, and, and we've heard it. Bobby Jean alluded to it as well. People are praying for revival, and we need to pray for revival. We need to pray for the great awakening. And that's like in a, in a, I don't want to say just a menial general prayer. It's a prayer for the world, prayer for the body of Christ, prayer for the nation. But right alongside of that is this reality. We need to be the revival. If God's raising up, and he said last week, I'm going to raise up the power of your testimony. I am resurrecting the power of your testimony. Now, I want to say this. Your testimony and our testimony, I love to share how I got saved. I do. I love to share it. Every time I do it, I relive it. Man, I can, I can feel the presence of God. I remember... A smile coming on my face from ear to ear like the Cheshire cat when the anointing hit me. <laughs> when I felt his love fill me and his love flood through me. But you know what? This came out yesterday. And we need to grasp it. Your life, say my life, is the continuance of the book of Acts. So my testimony is not only about my conversion experience. My testimony is, wow, we had a chance to minister to this person or, or, you know, we got a chance to share our faith with this person over here, or we were in this situation and God delivered us. Come on. What is your testimony? Cause our, yes, read Psalm 78. God gave it to Carol the other day. It was amazing. Hallelujah. Lord, raise up. And resurrect our testimonies. Holy Spirit. PT, you got it next week. But Holy Spirit. It's with great, great. Love and great fear. Reverential fear of the Lord. Please restore it to our lives. Lord, we don't want to be manipulated. We don't want to be controlled by the wisdom of men. But God, by your word and by your spirit, please let us hear personally and corporately the cry of the Holy Ghost. That we will walk circumspectly before you as your word instructs us to do it. Not out of works, but because of love. Lord, that we would obey you and what your spirit is saying because of love. Because of your great love for us. I'm trying to end this. But let me, you know, in one second. In Nehemiah. Nehemiah ended up, when they were in captivity, becoming a cupbearer for the king. And the Holy Spirit instructed him to go and rebuild the walls on the city that had been burnt down and put and hang the gates. And he was afraid. I mean, there was a, a reluctance to, to, 
asked the king for permission to do it because he, he, he didn't want the king to think uh, that he was going to start a, a movement against his, his kingdom. So in all sincerity, he had a long face. And the king said, Nehemiah, what, what's up? You really look sad. And the Holy Spirit gave him the courage to say, he said, King, our city was destroyed by fire. And my heart aches that the walls have been broken down. And I believe my God has given me a mandate to rebuild it for his glory and for his purpose. And now God moved on the king's heart. Say, God moved on the heathen king's heart to give him favor. Carol always said this, and she was the one that really just shared something from the scripture in Acts chapter 2 when the Holy Spirit came upon them, the 120. The Greek says, he equally was distributed upon each one. The apostles got the same amount of Holy Ghost. The everyday folk, the fishermen got it. The women got it. They all got the measure of the Holy Ghost. Equally distributed. Huh? Evenly. Yeah. Amen? I forget what I was going to say about that. Where was I before that? Nehemiah. When the king gave him permission, let me just say this. Look at the significance of that prophecy. The Holy Spirit saying, there are no, or Carol crying out, Lord, there are no walls when 911 occurred. I want to say this. You know that there are many, especially in Islam, part of its teaching is the denial of the Holocaust. That's part of their endeavors and teaching that the Holocaust never happened. The Jews are not God's chosen people. They are sons and daughters of Abraham. Nehemiah says, and he rallies the people. Say, rally the people. The Holy Spirit's trying to rally us today to go to the city and begin to rebuild walls. Our corporate prayer and faith following the leadership of the anointing and the leaders in the meeting, agreeing together, believing and praying how we're, we're guided to pray. God moves. Amen. So on the wall, it says that there was this enemies of Israel, Sam Ballot and a couple other folks that were types and shadows of demonic entities, but they were real people. That they hated the Jews and didn't want to see this occur. We have real enemies that hate the church. They hate your life. They're demonic entities and they hate your life. They hate the purpose of God and they hate the vision of God. No matter what congregation it is. Come on. And they endeavored to wage a war against them and hind say hinder them. Hinder them from accomplishing the will of God. So... God gives wisdom, and he says, tell all the people, say all the people, say that includes me, to take a weapon and a tool to rebuild the wall. So that at any time that the enemy may try to come, a horn is blown, glory to God, and you are, you are involved, say involved, say on the wall, and you are rebuilding it. God only knows what, God, what it takes a, a household. What happened in, in Pentecost when they were all of one mind and unity and one accord? My God. The sound of a mighty Russian wind came in and filled that place. 
Acts chapter 4 said that they were in unity and they are being persecuted for Jesus' sake and for doing the works of God. They prayed in such a way that the building shook. Come on, guys. I wanted some building shake in prayer. I want to feel that. And everything's still intact. My God. Thank you for deferring. Thank you for deferring. Thank you for preparing. Yeah, we, we, we understand, but we understand the Holy Spirit. When the Holy Spirit starts to move in a certain way, you know, we, we move with him and we honor him, you know, and, um, and that's what's most important, keeping yourself prepared, full, um, and keeping yourself teachable. Even as leaders, Amen. keeping yourself teachable, not holding, well, I got the message today, or I got this, and or Pastor Tim feeling offended. Well, you know, uh, mom and dad didn't, you know, recognize that I had, you know, that stuff stinks before God. It really does. It really, really does. And it's never had a place here. But I want to say this one thing. I, I don't know why I'm just compelled to do this, but when you said that um, the king or what Nehemiah ached, yeah. Because because of what was happening. Let me tell you something. President Trump is aching on the inside of him because the wall is not built. He has a mandate that God put inside of him because of being a businessman and seeing the government, he knew the corruption. I'm not saying there wasn't corruption in his life, but God has put his finger on those things. Yes. But I'm going to tell you, there's an aching on the inside of him, and the enemy is barking loud at that aching that God has put inside to protect Americans. Amen? Amen. To protect what God has placed in this land, to protect his name and his free, the freedom to worship him in this land. But I've also said this, that I know that we're on a prophetic time clock and I know there's prophetic things that are going to have to unfold. And listen, don't ever feel that your prayers will never be heard because we're on a prophetic time now. And there's things that are going to happen and things that are going to take place. But I'll tell you something we've learned over the years, the best way to pray is to pray in the Holy Ghost. Amen. I remember when we were praying for this election and we were praying, kind of leaning towards, what's his name? Um, uh, Ted Texas, Cruz. Ted Cruz. Yeah. And we were all leaning towards that way. And I was driving, was coming up the road here. Christian and the Lord man. said, stop praying the way you're praying. And I went, what? Inside I'm driving. It was that, that alert, stop praying the way you're praying. He said, my church is not praying my will. And I went, What? And I said, Lord, how should we pray? He said, you pray in other tongues and you'll begin to ascertain my will. And we didn't get it that night. Mm -mm. We didn't get it right away, but we eventually got how to pray. Amen. But See, we there's gathered no superstars. I know it all. But we gathered together but we and gathered were persistent. together and we were persistent. And then God spoke to us before Donald Trump was, even became, elected. was elected. And the Lord spoke this to us, another mandate. Do you see, church, this is God wants to raise up a militant church. I don't care the numbers. There's people that aren't here today. Uh, um, Albert had to go to the hospital, um, Dennis, and so I don't know everything that's going on. But I just want to say this, and, and, and Vicki was in the hospital overnight um, yeah. this Friday night, an issue where giving blood and, and then she started vomiting and passing out and all. She's fine, but she's resting, right? She's resting. She's got to get her strength back. But I'm going to tell you something. This church is a militant church. God told us that. He's given us mandates. And we've seen wonderful things. We've heard angels sing and we've seen the glory of God come in this place in so many different ways. But there's been a sleepiness that has come on the church. And God is saying, when he said to me, I guess it was this year, hon? I don't remember. Where are we? 
their maintenance. So was last year. We were talking to Bert. He was he was on the program with Daniel. Kalenda. Kalenda. Yeah, Christ for he all took, nations. Um, Reinhard Bunky gave him the torch. Um, Bert and Daniel are very good friends, and he invited Bert on the show, and Bert was asking us to watch something, and we were talking to him about it, and when we were just listening and talking to him about it, the Lord spoke to me out of nowhere, and that's when you know it's a Holy Ghost. You don't look at people and try to study them and try to figure out something. You're entertaining familiar spirits then. That's soulish. But when it just comes like this, and that's how God, it just drops And he said, my people are yawning at my purposes and my intents. And I went, what? It gripped me. It gripped me inside. He said, they're yawning. They're sleepy. They're not hearing me. They're not paying full attention. And I remember as a child growing up, I can't tell you what age it started. But I started to see airplanes Flying into buildings. And I must have been a teenager while carrying this over and over again. I wasn't born again, but God put it in there. And I saw an airpl- airplanes flying into skyscrapers, buildings. And it was a nightmare to me. I would wake up shaking. I hated that dream. I hated it so much. I hated it because it felt like it was so real. And it was like a nightmare. I would tremble. I was like sick inside. And it still kept coming till 911 happened. And his dreams have stopped. See, sometimes God puts things inside of you. And we start learning that we got to give attention to things. And you've got to start praying it through. You might not know how to pray it in English, but you pray in the Holy Ghost. Because it's the language of God from heaven in your spirit praying it out. A lot of people think it's you making it up. No, I'm telling you something. If it wasn't necessary for the Holy Spirit to come and and baptize us in fire and give us a heavenly language, then it never would have happened. Come on, two and two is four. God's got a divine purpose with a divine intent in it. His intentions in it. And I know this. When you refuse the baptism of the Holy Spirit, you're refusing everything, the breath of God for us to pray through on the earth here. And I'm not saying that God doesn't use people that aren't baptized in the Holy Ghost to pray. He does. But we can go so much further than that, Grace. And the eyes that are around us that the Lord said to me and showed me is the being the discerning of spirits and the intentions and everything are our spirit being alert and awake, not my physical being and my mind being so much in control and being more conscious about that. I am more conscious about what's going on inside of my spirit. Because I have purposed in my heart and I still purpose in my heart. And when I get off focus with this, God gets a hold of me and gets my focus back on it to keep my mind and my eyes on the heavenly things and what's going on in heaven. Because there's a council room and God wants to bring it here to the earth. Amen. 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 No more sleep in church. God's cleaning up the church. There's been a lot of nonsense, a lot of sin in the church. I'm going to tell you something. It's very dangerous for ministers to walk in that kind of sin and to lead people that way. There's a place in hell that Brother Hagin talked about that was way off, like it was an island to itself, and it's where ministers go. Greater torment. And the greater the torment is there. And this is why we said you don't get behind that pulpit. If you're trying to make yourself into something that you're not, how dare you do that? Because it is dangerous. And to stand behind that pulpit anymore, I feel the fear of the Lord on it more than ever, ever, ever before. Me too. And if we're wrong in saying something like stop us, okay, God, Lord, I'm God's, he just corrected me about that. <clears throat> Don't have impure thoughts. Thank you, 
Jesus. When I say get the pornography out of your life, get off of it. Get off of this stinking social media. Jesus said, if your eye causes you to stumble, pluck it out. And that literally means, means remove, remove from you whatever the source of that temptation is. Come on. Amen. You're married. You're married to one wife. You're married to one husband. You don't need anybody on the side. Amen. Facebook is filled with too much pornography, church. In, or the Instagram. Too much of it. No window shopping. None oh, of that. I didn't, I, it's okay to look and not touch. That's bull. Job said, I made a covenant with my eyes. Why then should I even look at another maiden? He made a covenant with his wife. And Jesus said from the beginning, it was one man for one woman. That's nothing against people that have possibly gone through divorce. But we need a revelation of covenant. Because the covenant of Absolutely. marriage is a picture of the covenant we have with the Lamb. Jesus. Amen. So you ache over these things, church, when you start to hear and understand some of the things that the church is going through. But I want to say this. When we were at Billy Brim's, we went there to minister with Joe Jordan. And Billy said this. Hold fast to that which you have. Yes. Hold God fast. has spoken to us today. Hallelujah. And when Billy got up to share that before we got up to minister, when she said, hold fast to that which you have. When God speaks and man, it quickens in my spirit or I hear the voice of God. I hold fast to it, man. God is speaking something and it belongs to me. And I'm going to meditate on it. You can watch this or listen to this. It's not being tele or, or videoed. But you can watch this church. I'm encouraging you because we don't sell CDs anymore. You can watch this over and or over and it. over and listen. Or I'm sorry, listen to it on the on the website. Good News Family Worship Center. GNFWC.com. Or GNFWC.com. Yeah. And just go on media. That's all you have to do. Amen. But... but the thing that, I, here's the other thing, and we need to, I remember the time, and I, I just felt to say this, and it, I'm not saying, you don't have to wait till a prayer meeting. See, yeah. prayer meeting is for corporate intercessors to come together. We're all called to intercede, church. Yeah, amen. Okay? Amen. And Amen. you have to have that place. When you come, there should be an outflow coming out of you like you are so willing to get involved in prayer. And you Not, have a lifestyle of prayer, so you're bringing that to the plate and to yeah. the table. But if you start keeping your, your spirit sensitive, living a righteous life, I'm going to say that. Living a righteous life, keeping your spirit sensitive, not defiling it. Keeping your, your, your heart alive and in tune with God. Praying in the Holy Ghost. Don't ever stop praying in the Holy Ghost. You will always, always, always hear that in this church. Amen. Pray, pray, pray in other tongues. God will speak to you just like this about something. And you have the authority then to take it immediately to prayer. Jesus. And I remember President Reagan, when he was president, the Lord spoke to me. We were on our way back from the bank. We had to go to the bank, make a deposit. We were coming home. We were approaching the street light, the traffic light. And the Lord spoke to me and he said, President Reagan, gunshot, heart. And it gripped me. And I went, oh, my God, Ray. And I said, he said, what? Like I startled him. I said, the Lord just spoke to me. He said, President Reagan, gunshot, heart. I have to go to prayer. I went to prayer the next day and I prayed in the Holy Ghost. And there was some English in my praying. Yeah. But I did most of it in the Holy Ghost. And then when it's when I felt it was released, it was released. And the next day my neighbor called me and she said, Carol. And I said, What? And she said, did you hear her? And I said, hear what? And she said, President Reagan was shot. 
I don't know. I said, what do you mean he was shot? Turn your TV on. I said, is he alive? And she said, and I knew, or she said, I don't know if he's alive. And I said, I'm sorry. I said, yes, he is. I was so confident in the word of the Lord that God God protected him. And it just missed his heart by like, I forget what they say. A millimeter or something. It was like something so. Now, I'm not saying it was just me. I'm saying there were probably others praying. But But that doesn't disqualify the reality. What I'm saying is, is this. Of the testimony. Right. The reality of that testimony is powerful. It's powerful. And God's looking who he can speak to that will be faithful to take those things and begin to pray through. And there's some big, serious things that God wants us to pray through, church. Amen. 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 And if God put this on this church, and this is one of the part of the thumbprint of this church, okay, we need to conform to it. We need God to didn't bring you here to be to an agitator, it. a complainer, uh, somebody, a critic. He brought you here to be conformed yeah. and transformed into the image of God. Are Ray and Carol Shannon perfect? Absolutely not. We're being no. perfected. But God said, Paul said, follow me as I follow, follow Christ. Christ. So how about following us as we follow Christ? Amen. Don't follow our flaws. Somebody asked me at the forums, somebody asked me this at the forums, they said, because they shared with us a lot of things that they walked through with, with, with some ministers and churches. And they said, what do you do when you, there's a, uh, that your pastor or the minister, um, he preaches a good word and everything else. And you see, you see some flaws in them. I said, you don't look at the flaws. Everybody has that. Everybody has that. And if you're going to keep your focus on that, that's where you're going to get very opinionated. And then you're going to start getting offended and start getting holding grudges and you'll never receive and you won't receive from the Lord Jesus Christ. I'll tell you that because you already right here. I need to say something right here. October of 2000, just as relevant this moment as it was when it was given. The question I need to ask is, do your leaders hear from God? I'm not saying we're perfect, but does the Holy Spirit influence and have influence in our lives for your sake and for the world's sake? I've got good ground and so do you. God chooses the foolish things of the world to confound the wise and the simple things to confound the mighty. Can I say this, hon, now? Please, yeah. No, we're, we're not perfect, but we are being perfected. And I know our hearts. My heart is, God, perfect me. I want to walk holy as you walked holy. Yeah. And I've always said this. Is it possible? You betcha it is. If Jesus Christ said it and said, be holy in Peter as I am holy. Yeah. Amen. You betcha it is. Amen. So it's absolutely possible. We got to get cursing out. I've been hearing it. I hear it on the media a lot. I'm like, wow, I never heard that. I'm hearing it on news with newscasters. Don't don't get caught up in cursing. Yeah. Keep yourselves pure. Don't have a tongue that's like bitter twisted. and sweet. Bitter and sweet. Yeah. Let's stay pure, church. Amen. Wow, this is really different the way we have to receive the tithes and offerings. Well, so t- I, I want to pray yeah. first and then we can do that. Um just hold fast, church. Say hold Elena, fast. Elena, I know God spoke to you, but the prophet is subject to the spirit of the prophet. And you can spirit hold. The prophet subject or to the prophet. I said it yeah. backwards. Thank you. little dyslexic. Um, <laughs> hold it. Write it down. God will bring it up. Like he did, remember, with. Um, um, 
Josh and Josh Hannah. and Hannah. Jo- who was it? Josh, little Josh, yeah. was it that yeah. had that word? Huh? Yeah. Josh Rodriguez. And I know God will speak to me a lot, of, a lot of times, and I just either write it down or I hold it. This is so holy today. Please stand for a minute. 